Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. I was just commenting about your fancy new headphones. And yours. Yeah, thank you, Mackie. Now we look very uniform. I've been struggling with sound for some time, so this is very, very helpful. And they're adorable, too. Yes. How are you today? I'm really excited for our guest today. She's one of my dear friends. And it's Thursday, so I'm done teaching for the week. I kind of have a string of classes. It feels a little bit like... A break. That's it. Are you getting a break? I saw your Instagram post that you were resting. You know, I woke up yesterday and I said, I'm going to lay in bed. Claudio bought me Marcel the Shell movie, which I've been waiting patiently for for like 10 years since that character came out via Jenny Slate, who is just so brilliant. The movie made me cry and laugh and it is so cute. Maybe one of the most wholesome, adorable, endearing films that I've ever seen and it's not super long so it feels like something that kid you know I didn't watch it with my son because it was me time and he's in school (laughs) but I'm gonna watch it again with him highly recommend it and I ate two bagels in bed and it was congratulations thank you I tried to not feel guilty about it I'm like yeah this is gonna be my day pencil it in so I love that well actually Really needed it because the night before, we went to an event. Oh my gosh, I saw the pictures. What was that? You met Neil deGrasse Tyson himself? It was incredible. So the event was, I'm sure you do this too, where you you go to these events sometimes and it's fun. You know, you have a cocktail, you have some hors d'oeuvres, you say hi to people and you call it a day. This was just such a cool space. The event was at the Basquiat exhibit. So you're, you know, you're having drinks and walking the exhibit there were a lot of really cool musical guests and neil degrasse tyson was there who i just sat in a corner and stared at for a good like 15 minutes (laughs) like a creep um you know astrophysics for people in a hurry yes we have that one too uh, Mm -hmm. so it just makes these tremendous concepts manageable Mm -hmm. and i think what he does for science in general is just incredible I thought of you because he had a little vest on with constellations and stars. He was so kind and gracious. He was eating snacks on a plate when I asked him for the photo, which is horrible. (laughs) And I felt so bad, but I just thought, you know, this is my moment. This is my only chance. And I saw him turning the corner. So I did it. And I'm glad that I did because whatever. Oh, awesome. When you were telling me that he had this vest on that I would have liked, I thought it might have been cats. But then I'm like, (laughs) no, constellations makes more sense, I guess. (laughs) checks out it have been oboes there was a number of things it really could have been (laughs) oh my gosh that looks so cool i just did an interview for writing and i talked about basquiat randomly and that made me think i need to ask you this question that the interviewer asked me okay are you ready yeah you know how medical fields and science has advanced so much 
over the generations and made improvements and its techniques. Do you think that writing or art is the same in that sense or not? In its techniques. I don't know that it's advanced necessarily, but I think writing and art, it's definitely a sign of the times, right? So it's not better or worse. It's just now, you know, we have NFTs. We have <laughs> poetry created just for Instagram. I think that the art that we make in 2022 is definitely more public facing mm. than a lot of art that was made even 20 years ago, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that it's different, but I wouldn't say better or worse. Yeah. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. <laughs> maybe worse. <laughs> now that I think of it. Now, I said the exact same thing. I said, I don't think it's weird because we are conduits of this whatever art, wherever it comes from. And it's through the times, I think. So it's not better or worse. It's just a reflection of the times. Yeah. You know what I found really cool about this exhibit too is is walking around and seeing you know they have maps of Brooklyn and we, where he was born and some of the rooms they recreated rooms from his childhood home that you know down to the wallpaper and the items that are in them and you you get this sense I just got goosebumps like talking about it for some reason you know you see his first membership to the Brooklyn Museum and he would go there with his mom often his parents, you know, were responsible for nurturing that in him and, and recognizing that the city is a palette. And if you expose kids to the things that they're showing an interest in, they can do these tremendous, you know, groundbreaking things. And I don't know, I, I really, I really took a lot from it. And I felt very inspired leaving. That's awesome. Yeah, he, the guy who interviewed me mentioned the Mona Lisa. And I was and I mentioned Basquiat. And and because it's like nothing's Basquiat's certainly not worse than the Mona Lisa, and to us it might even be better because it's more a representation of our times. But they they uh, when they found the cave paintings in Lascaux, they showed it to Picasso and a bunch of other artists and art critics, and someone noted that art hasn't improved in like thirty five thousand years because they were so well done and beautifully crafted and shaded and formed and the perspective and everything. And so it's interesting to think about, but I really do love Basquiat a lot. And, and that's really cool that you got to go see that. Also, I mean, I guess what is, what is the concept of improvement is that as close, I guess if your gauge is how realistic does this look? Um, well, humans only look so realistic. I mean, there's only so far you can kind of go with that. And, I, you know, sometimes you see these painters on Instagram and they have these hyper-realistic, mm-hmm. almost they look like photos. So I would say we've kind of nailed it. Humanity has kind well, of nailed the, re- the recreation. Yeah. Recreation. But if you think about Picasso's best work, because when you see his early work, it's just sketches and they're amazing, like hyper realistic. Yes. But then he was like, that's not the best art. Yes. This cube with the man's face melting or whatever, you know, or yeah. all his different eras. But he's like, actually, this is more meaning whatever meaningful even is like is it because it elicits a response from other people is it because it's your authentic work shared I don't know we don't really even know there's so many facets yeah yeah an improvement I guess just is related to how it's perceived the passion going into it so yeah from a paint stroke perspective we've kind of hit the the zenith covered it yeah Yeah. till we're robots yeah oh no oh no AI art do you think robots are going to be like, I mean, of course, they're going to be incredible artists, but not 
I don't know. My students love, I'm, you know, my students love this tech character versus tech, tech taking over, tech turning evil, us turning evil against our tech. My students love this um, trope and I do too. I think it's cool they're writing about it, but one of, they were just talking about it yesterday about them AI becoming sentient in the sense that they have like this a sublime beauty like they understand sublime beauty in art and they will just want to live whatever that means but then humans get freaked out by it and start a war so so hopefully i won't be that when robots start to really love art they were like whoa no maybe we are just creating vessels to put our souls and our essence into right we're, we're giving them all the tools they need to require less from the earth and then ultimately we can just fuse together. There's the books, they're called Cinder, and they're a retelling of Cinderella, but she's um she's like part um robot and part human because she was like like the Anthropocene morphed with the synthetic. I'm into it. It's good. There's a whole series. I'm sure some of our listeners have read it. It's funny how humans draw the line at certain things. I was listening to this uh some song like on the radio this morning. But there's a line in it about how everybody's fake now and made out of plastic. But like we've been embellishing upon ourselves since the beginning of time. It's interesting to see where people and, and everybody, I think, has their own baseline of what is acceptable to do to, to change yourself. Is it a tattoo? Is it, you know? Yeah, that's another podcast slash book idea, because the history of both the self-modification, but also the judgments against the backlash against self-modification. There's Justine Bateman has a book called Face, where she talks about and writes about getting no plastic surgery. And she's Jason Bateman's sister. And so she's kind of in that Hollywood world. And she's been an artist and a musician. And she, uh, it's just kind of like a, she, I think she takes it as like a revolutionary stance to not do anything, but just live. And so if that's revolutionary, that's I'll tell all of my family in Minnesota because <laughs> no one up there is doing that. Not in the small town that, that I know, you know, none of my family and never in the past. So I think it's partially a class thing because it's like obviously the Kardashians and some of the most wealthy have access to that even. And, and I think it's probably always been that way, even if it was like in the ancient Egypt when they were doing the, yeah, the coal. coal. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Absolutely. And I think beauty changes, the concept of wealth changes and, and how we represent that. I think like for years it was uber wealthy people didn't really wear makeup because yeah. their skincare was better and yeah. their access to food was better. And actually there was a something I, I didn't fully read, but I I saw the headline and clicked on it and they were talking about how in 10 years, 90 will be the new 40. Did you see this? Oh, I love this. <laughs> Love this. this is fun that we're sort of right on the precipice of all of these breakthroughs in not like you know anti-aging skincare but in being able to halt certain hormones and tweak things just enough that that when by the time we're 90 we're gonna feel amazing if we make it that far if we make it 10 years we can reverse the aging process allegedly wow interesting i mean cool i love i love it here That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh, that's, I want to look into that. I, um, I don't want to give too much away, but one of my book ideas, the small part of it is that the parents are very old when they have kids because of that exact 
thing. And so that plays into something that's going to happen. Because when you don't have access to that, the serums or the processes, then do you age normally? And so it's only the wealthy? Like Yeah. All of that, being able to genetically engineer your children, even on lower levels, and decide, is it going to be a boy or girl? And we're already, we really are kind of already seeing that, not for sinister reasons, but you're given choices that didn't exist. And that's kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, all the things that we would lose, all the depth of humanity that we'll lose if we're able to just pick like a cream of the crop, whatever that is considered. That's Gattaca, right? The movie? Yeah. I wonder how it'll all play out. And it, and then you never know because we we might not be rich enough to ever even know if it's going on. I know. First I know. of all, we're not right. like there. It's happening. It might be happening already. Things are happening. Thing we just don't know anything about it. But it also we don't. Sometimes we feel like things are going to change a lot, and then they they don't. Oh, the world works in mysterious ways. I know. I do love it. I just love the walking down the lanes of possibility. Yeah, that's why a lot we've just given up a lot of good ideas for books and movies and podcasts in general. So I think there's a lot to think about there. It's fun to think about. Yeah, there's that Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, I don't know, TED Talk or whatever it is, where she talks about like losing her book idea. But she had this idea. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and then it, and then she didn't say it out loud, but yep. she started to work on it, and then forgot about it, and then somebody else years later picked yep. up the idea and had been writing it since she dropped off of it. So maybe we're we're putting ideas into the universe that are meant for other people. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome, guys. I want to read about all of this. Me too. So welcome, Husna O'Connell. Hussa was born in Michigan and raised there, and she never thought that she would end up being a Long Beach local mom. She has two kids, Mikhail, nine, and Aisha, three, and and is married to the amazing drummer, Mark O'Connell, for almost 14 years. Wow. That's what she said. That's what wow. Hussa said, <laughs> said in her bio. Hussa lives on the beach, and it's beautiful. They live right on the beach, and basically just tries to make it to the end of the day without yelling at someone. She keeps her family in order, and they literally depend on her for everything. <laughs> That's all true, now that you actually read it out loud. <laughs> do you guys ever, um, do you ever watch Wife Swap? Oh, I did yes, used to yeah, watch used Wife to. Swap. That reminded me of, like, an intro to a Wife Swap episode. <laughs> no, you're right. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh awesome. Gosh. Well, before we get started, I just... This is not one of the questions we usually ask. Uh, do you have a guest bedroom? What's up coming? We, you know, so we have a two bedroom. And so we're actually like in the process. So like we're in a condo. And, you know, the thing is, it's Mark's like, we need to get a house. We need to get a house. And it's like, okay, we need to get a house. But the thing is, is first of all, I hate moving. And honestly, living in a condo, it gets tight. But living in a condo, it's, you don't have to do anything. I have to take out your trash. I have to yeah. take out the recycling. Do everything, do everything for you. It's like. Yeah, we just spend 45 minutes cleaning, like, literal garbage that people have thrown on the stoop. Bottles in brown bags, straight out of, like, what like TV garbage. And we moved to a house from a condo, and I, I feel you so deeply. There's so many amazing things that happen but when you don't have to care space, for this. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, the space sucks, but I feel like what you lose in space, you get in time back from your life. It's true. They're right on the beach. I mean, that's the view. So beautiful. It is the view. You know, I was going to be like, should I sit outside? But then I was like, what if fire trucks are coming by? People screaming. (laughs) (laughs) The beach Uh, is beautiful there, though. But I know the two bedrooms are tough. Two bedrooms tough. And now, like, we're trying to, you know, because Mickey's still at an age where he's like, yeah, I kind of want to share. Yeah. The, I, he wants to share, but I was like, you're not going to want to share in like a year. You know what I mean? So it's got to figure out something. But you know me, I'm creative. I'm like, we're going <laughs> to take, take our master bedroom and split it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen those Lego walls? They sell like I, these giant. Yes. I feel like ever since I just had the thought of it on my Instagram, it just keeps popping up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is how you squeeze five kids into one room. And I'm like, wow, they make it look so good. <laughs> they do. They do. It freaks me out that the algorithm knows more about me than I know about myself, but I kind of don't mind it. I, you know, just give me the genes I want so I don't have to look for it. It's fine. Whatever. Yes. Less work. Yeah. Just to type it in, right? I love that all you had to do was think it. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I thought it. I literally just thought it. All right. Well, Husna, let's get started. Are you ready for this? I am. I was kind of nervous. I was kind of nervous. Like, I was kind of nervous. He's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should start doing that before every show. Yeah. Good, good luck. luck. <laughs> it's foreboding. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? You know, it's a pretty typical life. Maybe they'd be surprised that, uh, you know, I grew up in Indian culture, you know, Muslim. That's kind of different. You know, it, uh, it's a big clash, you know, like when we got married, but we made it work. 14 years it's still like a struggle but so my kids they we try to put the Indian culture on them uh something that I, they'd be surprised I went to college because I thought I was going to be a newscaster and it didn't end up working out <laughs> <laughs> kind of it did for a while I did for a while you know and I also think that like as you start getting older like you realize wait do I want to do that you know what I mean and then you're kind of like oh I don't know if I want to do that and then you just have to you know like you were pretty set. You knew you wanted to do that from day one. But with me, I was like, things change. People don't read newspapers. People don't read magazines. So it's kind of like, okay, what are you going to do? I was just telling Mark also, like, I was like, I used to be so natural on radio. And I'm like, I'm nervous to do this podcast with them. But I was like, I guess this is just how things are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of radio, this is what people are listening to. Like, Mark listens to podcasts all the time. So I, you know, I wanted to listen to yours. And I wanted to listen to a couple other ones. I was like, you know, I should listen to because this is how it is now. They're the new medium. You start to form these relationships with people that you don't even know. You're just like listening to them speak every day. Yes. I love that. By the way, having met you like two times and seeing photos of you and speaking to you right now, that is the career I would pick for you. I know. Look at her. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm like, you are. You, sh- you do. You have a face for for television, oh, girl. You, you guys. And your and voice is amazing. I mean, yeah. You're ready for the Long Beach TV station, whatever oh it is. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You guys kind of made my day, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> But no, I used to do that. I used to do that. And then I don't know, it kind of just fell out of it. I I don't know. And then once you start having kids, things just happen, I guess. Like, you know, you get married young and then things happen and then things change. And it's like, here you are. And it's like, you're almost 40. And it's crazy. Also, when you get older, like you get more comfortable with yourself. It's weird. I think like, we, you know, me and Misha talked about that a little too, like, you know, you just kind of get more comfortable in your own skin, you know what you are and this and that. So 
Yeah. Yes to all those things. We also, just before you came on, we were talking about how 90 is going to be the new 40. So 40 is really oh. like, this is the start of your life. Oh, it is. I, I, I actually <laughs> it. believe that. It we did, we, I wasn't sure if I could believe it or not, but I really like to think that. 90 is so. 40. Yeah. 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 Think it's going to happen in my lifetime? I think so. I I feel honestly like I feel like I'm 20. I don't know. Do you ever guys just sort of feel like you're like 22 and you're just hanging? Yes. Every day. Absolutely. Like somebody yes. come and do the adult so, stuff, you know? Yes. You're like, oh, they depend on me for their happiness. <laughs> I have to take care of them. <laughs> yes. Oh Wait, so tell us some more about what that looks like for you. You know, you obviously have two kids. You've been together 14 or married 14 years. So like holidays parenting we do you know like mark is more like you know it's more like the christmas it's like the cultural aspect like we don't really do the religion he loves yeah. christmas they love christmas and mark loves christmas and misha knows because misha loves christmas too you guys have had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fun so obviously christmas so we you know we do celebrate everything like with his family like you know the easter and the thanksgiving because truthfully like we don't celebrate we don't really celebrate that but then like also my parents don't really get it because they're like oh why don't you come here on Christmas and I'm like and do what <laughs> and Mark's like can't go there on Christmas we wouldn't do anything but you yeah. know it's the holiday it schools out so yeah it does get yeah. a little difficult because it's like Christmas always has to probably be like you know here which is fine because it's so fun but we do the Muslim holidays you know mm-hmm. but those are like only like a day it's not really well not Ramadan we did Ramadan I did Ramadan with you once that in LA Yes, so that was before kids, but my God, fun! I remember that now that you mention it. That was such a fun time. That's not one day though, isn't that like a month? It's well, not the thing is, it's, it's like a month of fasting. Yeah. So it's like you fast from like sun up, sundown, and um, it's not you know, it's just like day after day, and it's so hard, you know, especially like can't have the water, the water and the coffee, right? But then at the end, then you get a one day celebration. So it's like, okay. After <laughs> like 30 days of, you know. Coffee Ivy. Yes. <laughs> but that's how it works with the holidays. I think it creates really well rounded kids to be exposed to so many different things. Yes. I think that you're right about that. Double holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get some more background on you. Tell us three things you're proud of past, present, future. Past, present, future. I guess we're, I'm proud that my life is somewhat together. Like, you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm married with the two kids. You know, sometimes it's like you don't really realize, but it is an accomplishment sometimes when you just kind of are like, okay, my kids are good. My house is good. Everything's good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah, um, in, in present, well, I'm on a weight loss journey right now. So that's kind of nice. It's hard. It's so hard just to do it I think after you hit a certain age so that's what I'm in the process of now and I think it's like starting to kick in because I just depended on my really fast metabolism for my whole life and I always (laughs) could look good after eating everything and uh, now it's kind of like oh it's kind of creeping up on you 90s the new 40 yep just fight it yes fight back well, you guys look great, though. Like, I don't know. You guys are definitely doing no, something right. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the metabolism because that, that was always my fallback as well. Yeah. So it's interesting as we age, for sure, to watch the body change. It's, yes. It's hard, too, to really find time to, like, prioritize your own health sometimes. You know, we bought this, like, crappy bike because, like, I'm like, I'll buy the $200 Amazon bike. Not the Peloton. Yeah. yeah, see if I use it. And then if I do, you know, we'll upgrade. I don't want like a really expensive piece of um, 
furniture to hang clothes yeah. on. So I, uh, yeah, and I loved it. Like through the through the pandemic, I was the best shape of my life because I had nothing else to do. But now that life is back to normal, it's just it hasn't. I haven't touched it. I know. Yeah. At least you did that during the pandemic. I mean, I don't think I met anybody else that did that during the pandemic. Everybody was, in New York in the city did because we all, we were like afraid to leave our homes. And that's yeah. true. So many people you would see with like five masks on just running around the block or doing anything to get the kids out of the house. It must have been nice to have the beach in your backyard, though. It was. But even like that, like, you know, in the beginning, everyone was so scared. Then, like, I think they closed the boardwalk and then they opened up the boardwalk. Um, And literally when they opened up the boardwalk, it was just everybody was out there. And then people were like complaining, like no one's wearing a mask and this and that. So I didn't know. We didn't know anything right at the time. But I asked my sister questions because she's like a doctor. So she's always she's always kind of like, you know, if you're outside, it's okay. But, you know, she still wears a mask still. You know what I mean? Because she hasn't gotten it yet. I don't know. Did you guys get it? You guys haven't gotten it? I have not, knock on wood. I got it three times. Oh, you got it three times? I think I got it twice, I'm thinking. Like, I'm like, I remember the first time, and I'm like, did I get that? Did I get it? I think that was it. Okay, we did a COVID break, which is good, because we got to really process that stuff. But what about your future, Hissa? My future, you know, you guys, I really don't know. I feel like we even talked about it, right? Like, uh, you know, like we did a girl's trip in Virginia Beach, Misha and I, which, Shania, you actually have to now come (laughs) to the next girl's trip because that was so fun. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, we need to do this more often. It was such, it was so nice. But we talked about, you know. I want to come. Next time, please. Oh, no, you're coming. Yeah, I will come. You know, I don't know. You know, I got to say, I really don't know. And that's. Thing. I was telling Misha, I was like, I feel like I don't know. I'm going to come on your podcast. I'm going to have nothing to say because I have no idea what I'm going to do. But I kind of do want to do something with travel. There's a hotel right next to us. And I think I'm going to try to get a job there. Like, as like, because when I'm going to Mexico or any like vacations and, you know, the ladies that come, I want to help you with your trip. And it's so low key. And I'm like, I would love doing that so much. Just helping people with their plans and travel. Because I'm very good at organizing. Mark is like, I think you're just built for like a nine to five. That's what you are. In terms of like running everything, you know, I don't think Mark cares. I'm sure he tells, but you know, I pay the bills. Like, he, you know, we, you know, he has money, but I pay the bills. Do everything in terms of scheduling appointments, everything. Like every single thing. Like I had to check him in for his flight, give him his boarding pass. He, it's okay. He doesn't care, right? <laughs> Like, but I'm like his personal assistant kind of. So I was like, I, you know, like that's just kind of like. That's the dynamic. Yeah. yeah dynamic. Whenever I was an assistant ever, like in terms of like a past job, I would always thrive at it. And I was like, you know, I kind of just like running people's schedules. It's just how I am. One of Hosna's superpowers is just planning vacations. So she yes. these, they go to Mexico and Disney and Hawaii and they have these. Well, Disney's hard. Disney's hard. I feel like also before kids, it was like a little easier, you know, like, because you did the Europe thing just now, but I did the Europe, not just now, but you did the Europe thing with the band, but we did that like right after we got married. So he's like, oh, you can come. It's such a different time. No kids, nothing. You could fit in the bunk. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah, we just got married. And that was fun. That was like a 10 day thing. We, We did a lot of planning there. And, um, you know, we went to Bali. Yeah, we did that. We did go to Hawaii. I kind of want to travel more. I was telling him, I, was, I wouldn't actually mind taking a trip to like South Korea. We want to take the kids to Japan really badly. Yes, that too. Yeah. That's, that's I love awful. South Korea TV. I think Misha, you were also in China too, right? I did. For school? I went to China during undergrad for like the winter break. So three weeks. Every I loved week. it. It was amazing. And we went to 
Hong Kong, which I really love, but they're having trouble right now. So. Yeah. yeah, that's where I would like to go, like Hong Kong. Well, truthfully, like, you know, my parents, you know, Mickey really wants to go to India. He has the travel gene, kind of, and the thing you is, like, take him to India. We got to go, and but I want him to, like, experience, like, how my parents grew up, you know, like, not really kind of stay in, like, kind of where we stay, like, the old house and this and that, and it's not so convenient, but, you know, it'll be fun. But, you know, we can stay in the nice hotels and everywhere else. So that yeah. Yeah. But in India, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I've never been to the southern part of India either. Like, I've only kind of been to where I was born, you know. So I haven't been to, like, all the cool places that you could go to. And I feel like everyone has done it. Like, all my friends and my sister's done it. Like, they've been to, you know, they did all the touristy stuff, and I never got to do that. So. No. Where's where's Hyderabad? Is it like northwest? Is that right? It's kind of like in the south, but not so south. It's like oh. yeah, it's kind of and now it's like tech city, so oh. it's definitely changed since all those calls you get that get transferred. <laughs> I think they all go there. Like that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so they're very like tech savvy now, you know. So when you get those calls, do you switch to Urdu and you're like, um, I, yeah, like I'm like, well, <laughs> please stop I, yeah. calling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have conversations, you know, like we, we relate. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you just went from being like, I don't know, I don't know, which I think is just as important because most people don't know. Exactly. But I also think you just solved your problem because you're going to travel and you're going to take us. Oh, yeah. We're all we're all going to the Korea trip, Japan. And you'll find all the best hotels and resorts, all the best translators. It, it would be like a really fun trip and we went to bali it was really nice too like that was also like after we were married no kids we kind of just winged it we were there for like four days the best food so cheap it was amazing over there the people everything didn't lexi go to bali too wasn't that yeah she did for a month she just like ran to bali i think for a month, a right? month? that yeah. sounds yeah, amazing. by herself she just picked up and like packed up her apartment and went wow I think it was, a, it might have even been longer. But I remember you were talking about Bali, but I didn't realize it was a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how amazing is that? It sounds great. It sounds great right <laughs> yeah, now. I was like, ever have the urge to just go somewhere for a month? Just, yeah, uh, but then it's like, I you have, have the kids and your husband. <laughs> I like, have I that urge that. all the time. A dream. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Hosna, now tell us something you're excited about right now. What's going well these days? What's going well? Excited right now. Um, I guess life. You guys are planning a trip to Las Vegas next week. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah. hang out. We're doing that. Um, you know, we're kind of just in the process of trying to figure out how to live in this condo comfortably. You know what I mean? So we're just doing a lot of changes. Sometimes it's like it's just this life. It's just kind of like day after day, you kind of just you know do the same thing. That's why it's. Just you know, when you're like, so what are you excited about? It's like, I think I'm excited about everything. <laughs> well, Mickey must have just started school. Mm. Aisha, and Aisha does preschool, right? Yes. Yes, she does. So that's kind of nice. You know what I mean? And you have to do like the whole, you know, you know, she's young and you have to, I was just saying like, you know, cause he has his friends over and stuff. And then she kind of, you know, I was like, you know, now with her, you have to make all new friends. You have to like meet new yeah. parents. <laughs> But thankfully, everyone's kind of cool. Like, I feel like there's always a stereotype meeting other moms, like, oh, they all kind of suck. But they, they, in general, <laughs> if everyone's like pretty cool. You know, yeah. Well, you have a pretty big circle, right, right Nisha? So it's like I you do, kind of yeah. have like your. Some good friends. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it makes me a little more resistant to this school stuff or to, you know, that when we get their friends' numbers. Or, but I'm trying to be better for the kids' sake. But I, I'm, you know, I have a lot of 
I have a lot going on in my social life, which I appreciate. So, but you know, new friends, I love them. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> well, it comes rarely the, the where the parents and the kids can yes. all hang out, right? Like, well, there's a couple of people that we have where it like worked out, but it, you know, there have been a couple times where it's like the, it didn't work out with the kid, but like we love the parents, and like that's a bummer. Or sometimes, you know, the kid is awesome, but it's like, eh, we're not really meshing with the parents. But luckily, when they're at an age where you could, they can just drop off the kids, that's also kind of nice, too. And you're, you're like, like doesn't matter. Yeah, they're like, is it okay if we drop them off? I'm like, absolutely, just go. <laughs> I'll even drop him back off at your house. <laughs> you don't have to come here at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I kind of was thinking it'd be nice if we, like, well, you live in Brooklyn, you live in Brooklyn, right? So, right? Yeah, yep. But it's still far. Like, it's nice to, it would be nice to, like, have some people, like, close. And I was like, it would be so funny, fun if, like, everybody lived together, like, in the same area, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll hang. Mm -hmm. A lot of my city friends don't have kids, so, uh, because, you know, you have kids and you leave the city, so it's been interesting because I'll try to lure my friends with children to come to the city as a connectivity and sleep Mm -hmm. over, and that's, that's been kind of the go-to. And also, during the school year, our schedule is just so packed with crap every day right it's hard to fit play dates in too you know yeah are you like a very like do are you guys like involved a lot with like the, the life like at school we are you know <laughs> no you sound like me you're like unfortunately <laughs> I'm the class I'm like our class parent um me too <laughs> I know it's very cutthroat you know it sometimes is. there's all kinds of stuff it's just I you know I I like to do things. Well, I have ADHD. So when I'm in like a fit of getting stuff done, I'm like doo, 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 doing this, doing that. And then a week later, I neglect all, all of my responsibilities. You have to take them everywhere. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And my husband, much like Market sounds, is <laughs> like he doesn't drive. Organization oh. is not his strong suit. Yeah, no. You know, what do we have on Thursday? I'm like, look at the schedule. Yes, There's yes. A schedule? Yeah. You, know? you know what? That's a good idea. I should keep a schedule. Because literally he'll be like, what am I doing? Like, can I hang out with so-and-so on Friday? I'm like, no, you have a show. You're not going to be here. Yeah. And he'll always make plans. And then who has to end up canceling the plans? He's like, can you just text it, text their wife and just uh-huh. say like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm the bad guy now. We are opposite. I feel about Adam will listen to this and be like, yep, we're opposite. I like have my work. I have my planner and it is full. So, but Adam's definitely on top of the scheduling. So how do you guys? Yeah. It's a lot. It becomes a lot when you have, you have two adults and then you have kids who have like their own set of everything. And then you get a note home at 6 p.m. Hey, don't forget. Tomorrow is dressed like an elf day. Like, oh and, and now I you're, it's just <laughs> relentless. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. The most ridiculous things, right? Like, the, and you're not exaggerating. They do have to dress like an elf and you don't have yeah. an elf costume. And it's like, you have to go get it because <laughs> he doesn't want to be the only kid not dressed like an elf, right? <laughs> I've let it go. So I feel motivated speaking with both of you. I We want, Ke- Keaton does some uh, anime club and other stuff. And we want to get them in School of Rock, and we just haven't done it. Oh, cute. Well, cool. and it's just far away. So we're going to do that. But I still keep saying, I've been saying it for like a month. Yeah, you'll do I, it when, you know. I think you should become a PTA member. I know. It's not going to happen. Not That's what you say. I, I was just actually thinking, I was like, I kind of never like, you know, grew up, and I never really actually envisioned like the whole kids thing, you know what I mean? I was, it just happened. Like, I never really thought I was going to like be who I am, like just kids, mom, 
at the school. I do the book fair like three times a oh, year. Oh, that's the right. You were going parent... to Scholastic. I, yeah. So I'm always doing that. It's like, I never thought that would be me. Like when people are like, oh yeah, you know, when you have kids, that's what happens. And I was like, not me. Just never thought I would have kids. I think I was one of the last people maybe to go amongst like people that we know, like to have kids, you know? Yeah. When I thought of having kids, I was like, oh my gosh, we'll do the park and I'll hold a baby. We'll do the things. It never crossed my mind that you really will never be alone again. There's just somebody in your house all the time, and they mostly they want something from you. Uh, they want yeah, something from you, yeah. Just the lack of alone time on, because even if they're gone for the day, you know they're coming back. They're coming oh, back. They <laughs> and are. it's they're... your job to get them here. And, uh, I love it. You don't remember, like, life before them, like, you know? Like, I think the last time I went to Ride Fest, we were talking, and then Mark was saying, where do we leave Aisha? I was like, Aisha, we didn't, Aisha wasn't born, you know what I mean? Like, or, like, um, little things. Like, I'm like, Mickey wasn't even born. He's like, it was that long ago. Like, can you just forget? Yep. That there was a time before. There was a time before we had kids. Like, you know, we had, like, our, well, you had Keaton, like, when we were in L.A. Like, but we that had, just seems, like, yeah. so long ago, you know? It does. Well, we had only a brief time a friendship where we were both single well not single but we were unmarried and yes. unbabied it was only a few month period right it was a few months but we <laughs> made the most of it <laughs> i remember i met Misha and i was like oh i don't know what happened i think we met I, I started like talking to mark and then and then you were maybe just a three month gap between you you came you came pretty quickly like after me because i was like oh and you know and then we did our whole philly thing and yeah we just kind of meshed i think i told Mark like I was like you know I feel like she's just someone that I was friends with in college or something and that's why I think we got along so well you know and we're from the Midwest we had that in common for sure yeah that Midwestern connection yes yeah we hit it off right away Huss and I had a friend date first time we met spent the whole day together Mm -hmm. yeah it is fun when you get to have like a one or two adult days and you remember kind of that other pocket of life and that's when we're going to Vegas yes yeah but even with you know Shania I feel like I met you and we only kind of met briefly too but I felt like I we immediately connected yeah I felt like I connected with you too I remember telling you she's like she's really cool and then you were with your friend you know your friend yes. was there too right so I was they yeah. both were so cool and then you know and then Natalie was there this was at the um uh the Coney Island show right yep. I remember sitting in catering like very yes. vividly yeah yeah I saw Natalie not long ago twice yeah. actually on this last tour we saw her in Boston she came out she got married Yes, yes, yeah. she did. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we saw her again in Chicago. So it's cool when you encounter groups of people who are just like good people. They, yeah, they beget good people, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I you, you gravitate towards certain wives. I feel like in general, you know, and, you know, whenever you meet like another wife from a band, they're always pretty. You know, everyone's pretty cool in general. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Very rarely, like, could count yeah. on one hand the amount of times I've met somebody that was, you know, it could have just been, like, the way we met or the time or having a shitty day, whatever, but, um, yeah, yeah, you guys, you're the best. We were cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's <good>. cool. <laughs> Taking back Sunday wives are very cool. They were all very cool people, you know, we're all very chill, <laughs> back. Yeah. So, speaking of tour, uh, what uh, what's the hardest thing that you find when Mark is away? And do you have any like tips or encouragement for other spouses who have partners who are away from home? 
the hardest thing? It's really just the health, no? Like, don't you think? Like, you know, I also think that absence makes the heart grow fonder. So sometimes, like, when they do go, I feel like it's kind of like when we talk, it's like more like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. You're almost a little bit more patient with each other. More patient. It's kind of like a, you know, like a boyfriend you get to girlfriend miss each other a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of like that. And I don't know. It's so I do feel like that, especially they were home for a long time, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But, um, you know, I think like, you know, now that everybody's back on the road, everybody's like excited again and, you know, happy to be working again. So, yeah, when he's away, like I do like our conversations, you know, but when he's it's really just help with the childcare, like because I have to do everything on my own. Like, I mean, you know, his parents are nearby, so I don't really have like really a lot of people to help uh, because my parents live in Michigan. So what part of Michigan? Troy. It's like outside of Detroit. It's in, uh, you know, in Oakland County outside of Detroit, like maybe like a 20 minute, you know, drive. So, so, you know, I just kind of tell people I was raised like in suburban Detroit. It's nice. It's nice. When we go back, I'm like, we should totally move back here. And then Mark's like, yeah, is that what you really want? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. And then because the thing is, he loves a beach. And you know what? I do admit like growing like, you know, I do feel like now I'm a local here right now. Like, I feel like I know more people here than if I go back home, you know, and it's just, now this is like my life here, you know, just kind of getting up, you know, looking at the beach, going on the boardwalk is so fun, having coffee on the balcony, like doing that whole thing. Like it is really nice. And now, and also like when you have kids, it gets hard too, because they kind of find their own friends Mm -hmm. and you could move, you know what I mean? It's, you know, people do it all the time, but it's like, you know, yeah yeah uprooting everything like the the foundation that you've laid um just don't really see people as much as you think you will that's true you don't depending I guess on my family I would be like you have to go you have to leave the house mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and the thing is when we go there like you know my son is treated like a king by his grandparents (laughs) and he goes to the park and there's no responsibilities and all the kids in general you know, are just, is there, it's not like they're nicer and the, there's just a different vibe. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I do feel like every day he would go to the playground, he would find new kids to play with. Like, and they're all like, you want to play? And you know, the kids are nice here too. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a different vibe, a little bit there's more a, laid back. Yeah. And you get your coffee, like, it's just different. Yep. It's very convenient. Like, yeah, yeah my mom is from Alpena, which is like way up there, but um, oh. I still have a ton of family in Michigan. It's really nice up there too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really, really so nice. nice. It's a different vibe, though. You know, right? Like when you go there, yeah. like it's just. Yeah. Did you grow up in uh, in New York? I grew up in Florida. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, my dad. Well, my dad moved to LA when I was thirteen. My mom okay. stayed in Florida, beach to beach. Yeah. You <laughs> like the beaches, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I also I love New York. You know, I, I sometimes I think like on like a particularly challenging day where. Everything smells right. like garbage and pee, and the, you know it's just miserable. Um, I'm like, is this the right choice? And then when I think about anywhere else, I just, I just can't imagine. It's pros and cons. It, it, yeah. it, you know, like you maybe once you're back there, like once, if you're like once you've moved back to Michigan, it's like, all right, well, we can't go to the beach or we can't like just go to the city. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. But you know, I literally sometimes will just walk and. I'll say, you know, in Michigan, you say hi to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody just is like, hi, you get a hello back here. I swear to God, it's nobody. <laughs> I literally make eye contact. I'm like, hello. And just nobody says hello. 
nobody. <laughs> um, so I told Mark, I was like, I'm done saying hello to people. And now I just avoid eye contact. See, that's how it happens. One of them. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. People on the boardwalk, like, why is that beautiful woman saying hi to me? <laughs> like, so rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one says hi. I don't know if you thought about this, but you're kind of intimidating. <laughs> oh, you sound like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Mark, if you walk by, you would say hi to me. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I say hi to you. Actually, I was just on a walk yesterday in Charlotte. People, everyone says hi, hostess. If you come, everyone says hi. But I do I, believe everyone says hi there. I walked my <laughs> circle, and there was this guy with his little cute dogs walking the circle. And so then we had to say hi to each other like every time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is just awkward. We need to like ignore each other now. We couldn't because <laughs> we're in Charlotte, and that's <laughs> Okay, hostess. I'm going to ask you now this really simple, easy question. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? What do I know to be true? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> the world, the universe, um, it's hard, you know? You know, and I know to be true to myself is that, you know, I, I try to put everyone ahead of myself, you know? I, I do try to, like, look out for everybody else. I just focus more on me, but... Sometimes I just feel like I'm always taking care of everyone else. And I think it's okay. But sometimes, you know, in the universe, like, what do I know to be true? Like, I don't know. Anything can happen. Like, you don't know. Like, you don't know where you're going to be, right? Next week, next year. Like, I feel like me and Mark talk about this all the time. It's like, we're going to be in like five years, you know? Like, it's just crazy. What about you guys? Well, this is your interview. <laughs> I was like, you guys definitely have way more interesting answers than I do. This one was a tough for us. I mean, it's tough for everybody because it's it's like the lens through which you view the question. Yeah. So we got an email yesterday. Um, Misha, I don't even know if you saw it. I was going to ask this morning about somebody um, who like listens to the show and was like, you know, are you guys going to have your husbands on to answer the questions? And like, you know, talk about from their perspective, what it's like to be the one away and like how they feel about whatever your career is. So I was quizzing Claudio on the questions on the drive this morning. (laughs) And I asked him this one. He was like, I can't be on the show. And I was like, well, someday you will be on the show. This is not a question. You're going to have to answer these questions. (laughs) Yeah. And I I asked him this one. I'm like, well, this is the big one. You know, this is the this is the one that people have to really think about. (laughs) What do you know to be true about, you know, the world? And he was like that everyone is disgusting. (laughs) Well, I I do agree with that, and I could have I could have said that actually. <laughs> Human beings are really gross, and, and I was like, all right, well, we need some of this energy on the show too, because we're always like, the world is beautiful, beautiful. And we love that's it. my answer, it's magic. Yeah. yeah, that's literally what we talk about, and uh, yeah, so we need well, we need answers from everybody. You know, I kind of like that because now that you think about me and me, me and Mark talk about it, and he was like, nobody cares about what you're going through. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody cares about your problems. Nobody cares. You know, and he's absolutely right. If we had all dudes on this podcast, it'd be very different. It would, because I'm like, well, I guess, you know, and I, you're right. I am thinking positively, but truthfully, there is a lot of negative and, and you're right. A human, everyone does suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, actually, I like that answer. That's actually what I was thinking, but I just didn't, didn't exit. <laughs> Everyone is great. 
Everyone is great and everyone is awful. Everyone, yeah. Is, you know, everyone you know, everyone's beautiful and kind of disgusting. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, you think about the universe. Like, what do you know to be true about the universe? It can be like, well, this is it. This is what we have. That's all I know to be true. Or it can be like, well, this is all we have. Yeah. Well, it's the inflection. Yeah. Well, I sometimes think about like kids, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I I know it sounds crazy, but I was like, such like kind of like a selfish act. Sometimes I think to just bring kids into this world because it's like you're gonna be gone one day, and they're there to fend for themselves. And then I start, I start thinking deep. I'm like, well, what happens if they're really old? Are their kids gonna take care of them? And this and that. Like, I start going like deep, deep thoughts and. You know, I don't know if why I just I just start thinking that like I'm like, you know, I hope that whoever they get married to is going to treat them nicely. Like, you know, you never know. Like, it's, I just I start going deep into like things like that. Yeah, you bring you know? up you birth them and then you kind of realize they're on their own journey. And then you wonder, was it fair to send them on this journey? I, I think that all the time. I really, really do. Because also, like, when you kind of send them, in, you know, you don't want them to have, like, heartbreaks. You know, if you go out and, you know, like, you, you know, I'm a hoverer. Like, I'm a helicopter mom from afar. You know, I don't want to be, like, one of those. But I'm kind of, like, what's that kid saying to him? What's that kid saying to him? Like, why why that little girl hit her? You know what I mean? Like, things Aww. like that. But they got to fend for themselves. But I'm that mom on the playground where I go up to them and start talking very quietly. And I'm like, listen, (laughs) I was like, don't do that. Is that rude? Is that nice? And then the moms will be like on the bench and then the mom will be like, yeah, you go over there. I was like, don't ever come here again. Okay. (laughs) I have done it. I mean, I can be a mean mom. Mark's like, you have a very good way of being very, very, like, mean to somebody in a very quiet voice. Because, you know, like, you know, like, let's say, like, there's, like, kids around. Mark's like, well, I can't do it because I yell. And when I yell, then I was like, okay. But, like, if I do it, it scares them. And and they don't do it again. And they listen to me. Sometimes (laughs) that's what they need. They need the village to parent them collectively. Exactly. You know. And I only do it with people that are really you know truthfully people we are close with they're they're pretty good I keep like a small you know what I mean but at the playground I will I love that like you know like she she went up to like a girl and she's like yeah you can't play with us and she does a like that's her new like you know she learned it and I'm like and I was like you're not very nice I was like better go tell your mom over there you know you're not being very nice and don't come near here again and then she comes over tries playing with us on the swing she's like can I go on that swing now I'm like, no. I'm like, you can't go. Get out of here. I'm that person. It's so bad. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Playground lesson. You should I write a book. I was like, don't yeah. come near me on the playground. Mess with my kid. <laughs> don't, come don't come back here. Don't come back here. Okay. They'll, they're scared. I'm like, oh God, are they going to go tell their mom? <laughs> what would you say? What would you say if the mom was like, uh, my daughter told me that you told her she could no longer come back to this park? I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I said that. (laughs) One time I thought a child was filming my son have a meltdown. Oh my God. She had her phone like up, you know, and she's walking down the street and it was just, it was a very vulnerable moment. I'm hysterical. He's hysterical. He's falling apart. I'm just trying to get him into school. This is like pre-K. And uh, I was like, excuse me, could you tell your daughter to stop filming my child? Like in, you know, when he's crying, it's, and the mom was like, she's FaceTiming her grandmother. <laughs> and I was so horrified and embarrassed for myself. And I was but like, I'm so, so sorry. I just, yeah, it, it's, you know, we've all been there for sure. 
that's your instinct, you know? And yeah. I, I like that you said that. And you know, so what if, you know, so you never know. It's natural to want to like protect they your are. kids. They are. I feel like you guys are very hands-on moms too. Like I see from like, you know, your social media and this and that. Like I feel like you guys would go the extra mile. Yeah. Do you go traveling a lot? Like, I know Misha, uh, Misha, she's good. Like, she takes all three kids. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how she does it. I was like, I don't feel like going on a plane with this one over here. <laughs> 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 so sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I kind of had that. I was like, I don't know. I just can't. Mickey was always a quite a good traveler. Like, I could bring him, but she's yeah. a little, you know. If there's a summer tour, we go for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's you did. Yeah, that is what you did. I remember. And I thought that was so cool. It's ambitious. And, you know, every year, every year, I think, oh, we have it down. We've done this before. And every year he's a different kid because they're yeah. just different every year. So the challenges are different. Um, I love it. I do. I, I love traveling. And so I want him to love it. Yeah. And he really does, thankfully, or we would have an issue. Oh, that's good um, that he does. Yeah, so it's good. I mean, that's honestly part of the reason that we haven't had another one is really mm-hmm. that our lifestyle right now, we kind of, we've got it down. And mm-hmm. and I feel selfish some days about that, but it's also, I think, for him because he likes to do those things. And so right. we wouldn't be able to do things the way we do now, which would be fine. We would pivot. We would, you know, figure it out. But yeah, so that's what we try to do. As long as there are two buses, it's a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. No, sometimes there are not. And yeah. so that's we, we kind of held off on, on the second one, truthfully, because I did enjoy just the first. You know what I mean? It was so nice, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it is completely like a different vibe. And then I, I actually, you know, I didn't expect to get, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really plan for the second one. I didn't plan for it. That's why there's kind of such a big age difference. And I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm just going to wing it. You know, we'll be fine. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you might, might, might have another baby this time? No. No? I don't no. think so. You know, I, three is a lot. Three is a lot. I think two is a lot. Three is a lot. But you know what? You said the thing about me traveling with them and y'all being on the PTO. And I would hands down anytime fly with three babies who hadn't slept for a week straight then go to a pto event then deal with the other pta moms hands down i would always choose the airplane yeah 100 percent of the time always i think that you would mesh well with the with pta moms i do i really think you would if i do you would do yeah and once you were there you'd like kill it at you know you'd be like well now i'm the president yeah Oh, I could, so I could see both of you. You should definitely, yeah, I could definitely see. I can't like, the thing is like, I'm very like with the, with the drama, I'm like a watcher. Right. So I always watch oh, yeah. the drama and I listen yes. and I'm like, oh, okay. There's a lot of drama, you know, like moms are mean. Like I witness arguments all the time. So I never actually did become like a member of the PTA, but I do the book fair. It's kind of like my own thing. You know what I mean? Where no one's kind of bothering me. I get to yeah. do it. Like the organization and I've been doing it. I couldn't like, I literally, they couldn't find someone to do it. So it was like pre-K that was like years ago. And now it's just, it's just this thing I do. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. And Mark's like, just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And it's like something cause you're in the school and it's kind of nice. You see like, you know, what's going on, but like, you know, you're right. I, know, I don't go to the meetings. I, you know, I don't do all that. Yeah. It's tricky. It's really it's hard to juggle your own, like you said, you know, where you feel like you don't do anything for yourself. You, that, you mm-hmm. know, the thing you know to be true is that you are doing everything for everybody else. Um, and so then trying to like put your time in there and, and like schedule some time for yourself. Do your own book fair. What's your book fair? 
Yeah, what is your book fair, Husna? My book fair? You're like a proverbial book fair, metaphorical book fair. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to lie. I actually was telling Mark, I actually I was like, I really like doing book fair. Like, I was like, I should get a job, like, doing book fair. <laughs> You're Seriously? like, actually, that's what I want to do. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like, I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind. Like, you know, there's people like at Scholastic who I talk to and stuff like that. But it's always you have just... your communications degree. And also the problem is I feel like, you know, I'm I'm too, and even Mark says this, you, you don't let, I don't let other people do stuff. Like, I need to accept more help. You know what I mean? Like. It, the only person I really like is, is is Mark and even that I'll be like like even now I'm like 12 o'clock I was like did he get her from school like does he know like you know what I mean like things like that like it's just and you know and sometimes like his mom will be watching them and I'll call be like is everything okay and she's like you don't have to call me like, I know what I'm doing but that's just how I am because I just feel like I I should be more open to the help but that would probably help you know a little bit I'm yeah, like, do you yeah. ever feel also like I'm like I'm gonna be a cool mom, like you know, if like Mickey starts dating, I'm gonna be that cool mom. Mark's like, oh my god, I don't even want to know what his girlfriend will think about you because you'll just be you know, calling her, texting her. I'm like, I won't. You'll <laughs> like, be friends. Yeah, I was like, we're gonna be friends. He's like, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with my son's girlfriend. <laughs> but really, like, he hates me. <laughs> oh. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So what are you binge watching, if anything, or listening to or reading right now? Um, well, watching, uh, well, I just started the hand, the handmaid's tale that came out yesterday, uh, season five, which is such a depressing show, but, and I made Mark watch it with me and he's like, no, it's just really depressing. And I'm, and also it's not like out of reach. It's like, it's not completely like a thing. That's what's kind of like scary about it. It's Mm -hmm. not completely like a thing that's totally unreachable it's not gonna happen I hope not ever but like you know that's what kind of makes it creepy I watched that you know I loved uh I loved Squid Game you guys like Squid Game that kind of my my Korean (laughs) I loved that um I actually and you know I haven't been doing much reading I need to I actually want what I read I'm there's a place I want to read Misha's book and then there's a book that I am uh started reading like because I was on an airplane and I haven't gotten a chance to read it um I think Misha you heard about a place for us about the Indian uh it's it's a book about like a like a Muslim Indian family you know going to a wedding I think we talked about it no talked about it at the beach or no i think we oh, talked about the... oh wait oh this is um what's that called <laughs> the writer i yeah the writer i know that you is I look... married to riz ahmad oh really that yeah. i didn't know yes she is um fatima farine Mirza. yes what was yeah. the name of the book it is a place for us. It is a place for us, right? Yeah. I was like, I started it. My sister was like, you should read this book. So oh, she good. gave it to me months yeah. ago. And of course, I'm like, and truthfully, I was thinking I kind of want to read more rather than like watch. But I just, I just love like when the kids go to sleep yeah. and you're just by mm-hmm. yourself and it's like, get to relax and just watch. But, you know, like also you feel different when you read. Also, you feel it's not as mind draining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Peaceful. Is that what you would do? Read rather than watch. You don't watch a lot of shows, right? You're more of a reader. Yeah, I like to read at night. Adam actually turns that turned on the TV last night, and I was like, you know, 
<laughs> like, like I'm reading. And then he like turned it off and watched on his phone, and I felt really bad. <laughs> but yeah, for the, I, when I get into a show, though, I could really get into it, but they're usually like ridiculous rom coms, you know. And then I let it go, and I and I quit most of the shows I started. I quit. Um, Handmaid's Tale is too scary. I just like don't want to watch scary stuff. It is. Stuff it's or... depressing too. You know what I mean? Why? What was the rom com that you watched? Uh, Partner watched. Track. I recommend. Oh, no, it. I want to watch. <laughs> and then I got hooked on those Real Housewives show for a bit, and Mark's like, "Listen, these shows are depressing." And then they have a podcast, be the two houses. And then I thought about you guys, and I was like, "I want to watch listen to yours." But then I was, they, then they have, uh, you know, John Mellencamp's daughter was on the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and um, her and one of the Housewives from Orange County, they have a podcast, and I was like. That's cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to finish Salt Lake City. Like a couple weeks ago, we talked about it. And I like it. Oh, it's so good. It's so insane. It is insane. (laughs) I didn't watch Salt Lake City. I didn't watch that one. Claudio got sucked in last night. Sometimes he'll like kind of peek over his shoulder. He'll be like looking at gear and stuff on his phone. And uh, (laughs) and I was like, I have to finish this tonight because we've been watching Sandman together and Lord of the Rings has started. Um, But I'm like, I have to finish this because it's leaving Hulu. On Monday, so it was just, oh, this is my yeah. homework, right? It's leaving um, Monday. I'm never yeah, the gonna... first season. <laughs> Apparently, the second season goes completely off the rails. One of them, like maybe, goes to prison. It's yes, it's yes. One yeah. of them did go to prison yeah. for like scamming. I think she like scammed like yeah elderly people. Right? Elderly people. Um, yes, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. There's a movie where someone did that. Obviously, a lot of the dramas fabricated or embellished. But I just don't understand how you could ever continue to have people like that in your life on a daily basis. Nothing is peaceful. Nothing is normal. Nothing. Well, do you also feel like you know people like that? Like when you start watching them, like the housewives, you're like, oh, my God. Like you think it's so crazy, but there's people in your life, like people at the school. Like I'm like, oh, my God, this one is this one. This one is this one. And it's like they're mean, like, you know, but at the same time, they're friends. And I think it's just it's it's very fascinating franchise because it really is like sometimes the dynamics of women you know with yeah, like amplified to 150 yes so and i think like, that's why we're so sucked in because it's like not doesn't remind you of your life but like it's like a little segment and then you're just watching the drama and just happy it's not you <laughs> you guys you have to watch um orange county you have to watch uh uh, New Jersey, that's a good one. Like See, when you tell me that, all I can hear is like my book just crying. Yeah, I'm like because I know I will. Crikey. I will use. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't start it because you will get hooked. I'll and that anything. is the problem with Hulu. They have all like every episode of every season. So so, and it's also weird, like just because you know the the lives of the women over ten years. So like they're married to people and then they're not, and then they're married to new people, and it just kind of goes the span of their life so that's kind of interesting too you know it's a social experiment it is that went really well (laughs) (laughs) still going still going Uh, it's not stopping okay well you all have excellent taste in music at the o'connell house so we were wondering what your theme song would be for your real housewives of long beach county (laughs) Long show. <laughs> oh my god you know what we should add everyone should have to create their like intro blurb for their real housewives intro this is happening for that Instagram. is a yeah. good idea 
And you're the communications major, so you can do that. Yeah, the communications major, who was totally unprepared for your questions. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, don't do what Hasna did. (laughs) But, you know, I felt like... You, you guys, I felt like I was talking to two friends so I was like yeah I'm gonna think of something but then I was like wait I don't have anything oh my god <laughs> it's been great so far but yeah. I'm really curious about what you would say your theme song would be I really want to know um well we listen to a lot of Beatles in the house like a lot so what do you think I guess let it be oh Ooh. yeah that fits from our conversation right like I kind of just like that's really what it is just kind of like let it be at the end of the day you know everything is what it is yeah the Beatles are so like good like truthfully I never really listened to them so much until well Mark always listened but then Mickey had an interest so now we go on the bus when I take him to the bus stop um we just kind of listen to the like the Beatles and some music while he were waiting for it kind of like amps him up for his day a little you know oh that song can, if I'm in the right mood, make you cry. Yeah. It's a sad song. It is. <laughs> Some of it's songs sweet, are very it's much. sad, it's like moving. Yeah. I feel like as older you get, maybe, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of young people, but I do feel like it's just kind of like music that's very neutral, you yeah. know, like everybody can listen to. Because sometimes Mark will just play like the music, like he'll play a lot of Metallica, yeah. which is okay. But it's kind of like, now you're an end man in Asia. It gives me a headache sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's just so loud. We'll be in the car and I'll be like, randomly just kind of turning it down. And he'll be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always turn on the speaker. I actually think like we were in the dressing room at a show and he had it blasting. And then I think I turned down the speaker like a little bit. And he got so annoyed with me. And then I think Adam said, I, oh, Misha kind of does the same thing sometimes. <laughs> I do. I'm a, I turn it down. I'm like, okay, no one's going to notice this. They don't hear as well as we do because mm-hmm. they've been doing this for yes. so long. Like, yeah. All those shows. I have to turn it down a lot because I'm like, I can't, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like an anxiety attack. Yeah. Like, That's what it is. It does cause, but to them, it's like therapeutic. And I'm like. Yeah. That's it. The car is the worst. If I'm driving and the music is loud or if somebody is loud in the car forget it yes especially when you're trying to find something like i think misha you said you posted this one thing like with you're at an age where you turn down the music so you can see better and i was like oh my god that's true <laughs> sometimes mark will be like oh i miss like if we get like something happens i'll turn down the music he'll be like why are you turning down the music i'm like we need to think i need to focus <laughs> here yes. Yes. stop talking turn the music off and then, oh my god it's so crazy it's i so feel like funny. we have kind of the same dynamic i feel like our yeah. relationships are a little bit similar yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. do you guys find that you're like really lyrically driven yes rather- yes me too and he'll be like i have no i don't even know what the lyrics are to this song like i have no idea yeah. what this is about yeah yeah i listen to the lyrics for mm-hmm. sure yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think maybe men are just more like that. I mean, because there's been a couple of, there was like a lyric in a Taking Back Sunday song. I should say this probably, but Mark is like, wow, I didn't even know that was the lyric. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, and I was like, really? And he's like, no, I honestly, I just kind of know like how to play the songs and everything. But there's most lyrics, like, you know, because John and Adam are amazing lyricists. So he'll be like, oh my God, like there's one thing. But sometimes randomly, I'll be like, oh, that was a nice line. He's like, wow, I didn't even notice like that. He's like, I'm listening to the drums, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he only listens really to the drums. That's his focus, you know? <laughs> or sometimes, like, you already think you know what the lyric is because of the way it sounds. And so yes. when you see it on paper or you actually find out what it is, you're like, oh, my God. Well, I've yeah. been really getting that wrong. <laughs> or, or you listen to hip-hop songs, see the lyrics, and we're like, is that a lyric? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I was like, who 
wrote this? Why is this like the number one song? <laughs> no, like I'm five so sixty year old men wrote it probably, oh, but they they catch the lingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been a pop music listener, and so I always kind of judge it from a distance. I'm a watcher, as Sisson says. If it's at a certain volume, everything is the same. The beat, the rhythm, it's the melody. Yeah, and I'm like, this is gonna make me. Feel, I'm like feeling like I'm going crazy, like I'm stuck in this. Well, I don't song. even know today's music, honestly. Like, I feel like it's so sad. Like, I'm so old. Like, everything that's like, you know, like there was like video music awards. Like, I'm oh, like, what yeah. are these people? Like, yeah. we're there. We're, we we're made there. it. <laughs> we don't need to learn any new music anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna hire a tech person to teach me how to use my phone. I mean, that's just yeah. Like, yeah. Miss, uh... <laughs> well, you guys are pretty set up though. Like, I remember I was like, I don't know if I could figure out that setup, like with the microphone. <laughs> Bare minimum. Bare, yeah. And we got yeah. these headphones from Mackie to help us out. Our husband, True. My, Adam yep. set this mic up for me. And that's very nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm still, we actually have mics from Mackie too, but I realized that they need phantom power, which is a thing that Adam I learned about today. about it. It yeah. is insanely cool. It's cool. It, it's really cool. I'm going to write Sweetwater. I don't know if you guys have a dealer at Sweetwater, I like the drug dealer it. of your home. <laughs> yeah, I have a person there. Right? Literally, like our our guy Tad. Shout out Tad. Um, where like he texts with my mom. Like everybody oh goes. God. Anyone who needs like a gift for my husband will be like, I'm like write Tad. He's the only one who knows. Um, so I'm gonna write him today and you know get some guidance on what we need to. That's sweet. Yeah, Adam was super into that too. So. Anyway. We have our last question for Hesta, but I don't want her to go. I want to just no. hold her hostage. I so. love talking with you guys, and this is why I think we should do a trip. Well, you know what Should. I mean? We should do... We're all going to be in New York for Christmas, so yes. we're going to see what oh, plays out. Nice. Yes. yes. Um, so other than putting the smack down at the playground, <laughs> what is like a small thing or a guilty pleasure that you enjoy when Mark is gone? Um... You know, I, I uh, there's there's a lot, but truthfully, like it's just kind of like like I know it sounds crazy, but you're just like you can order in whatever you want. He's just picky eater, it's, and and he's like oh, yeah. you know, like you don't have to like make a you know the, the good dinner and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're be like, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like taking care of somebody else. So the thing is, like you know, he's he's totally vegan and um. But he's also picky. And the thing is also, it's good, but I feel like the food that he enjoys most is when I cook it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we order Thai food, like, he'll be like, okay. He'll always say, you know, go ahead, order in. You don't have to cook. But you can tell, like, he's just not into it. And I'm, like, one of those people that, like, if you don't enjoy your food and I'm with you, like, I start getting very, like, why don't you enjoy your food? Like, why don't you enjoy your food? <laughs> Wait, what is your birthday? <laughs> oh, we're, I'm a tourist, too. <laughs> Do you guys not like it? Do you, you, you not like your food? <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So it's and like, you're you know, such a good cook. So You know, I, I am. I feel like I got better. Like when I first met Mark, I remember he's like, oh, like, are you going to like, um, you know, are you a good cook? Like first date, right? Where I was like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I can cook everything. Like, you know, I didn't know how to cook anything. <sighs> Everyone just assumed I knew how to cook all this Indian food. I didn't know how to boil water. And our oh boy, pasta. I remember the, our, the first time I met him in New York, uh, he was like, you can go shopping. You, how about you make a salad? And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, how do you make a salad? <laughs> I was like, what do I need? I don't even know. I've never, t- like the thing is I grew up and like, I never had to do anything. They never let me and my sister vacuum, mop the floor. We didn't have chores. No one taught us how to cook anything. Like it's very weird now that I think about it. 
I mean, but I think it just didn't set me up because now you clean your own house, you cook your own food. But then I was like, oh my God, I have no idea even how to chop a salad. So I was like, do I get lettuce? Do I get this? I told him I knew how to make like all these like things. And I'm like, oh my God. And it was Thank so God bad. the internet. Yeah. And you learned fast. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Me. And I was like, remember, I totally lied to you. And now I can cook everything. Oh, you know, I'm not, not everything, but I'm a pretty good cook, you know? You are. So, yeah, that was so bad. Literally, I didn't know how to chop a salad. I was like, you cut it. <laughs> you get back lettuce. What do you did put you in call salad? your mom and ask her? Or did you not? No. no. I think, you know, you are you have your representative. Like, when you first start dating somebody, like, you're not yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to impress them. Be like, oh, you know, how about, like, I'll, like, clean up and do everything. And, and you can do this. And I think that's how it ended up working. And I think he started realizing that I couldn't cook. <laughs> like, he's like started figuring out like this lady cannot cook <laughs> and now it's like crazy because I can just I can cook everything so and you have like all your finger everything looks intact like you made it through the <laughs> chopping phase I yeah. definitely almost chopped my finger off a few times for sure unfortunately it happens <laughs> so oh my gosh this reminds me I just remembered something so one time you were cooking Indian food and you were doing the spices for uh blackening them or whatever when you put them on the stove but then you burned the spatula into the yes. pan. It melted. It and melted. now it I'm was... like, she told me she was a good cook. In defense, those spatulas were cheap. But we were in LA. <laughs> <laughs> we, were like, we were staying. Somewhere. They were like the cheapest plastic black, you know, and she was trying to, yeah. But yep. do you remember we would go in LA? It was kind of nice because then, you know, Misha had to be home because Keaton was little. So, yeah. she, you know, so what we would do is we'd go to Whole Foods and we'd, get yep. the, we'd figure out a recipe. She would cook it though. Like I would help her, but she would cook it. And so we'd gather all the ingredients and then, you know, we'd split the money. And then I was like, okay, I'll clean. I think I, I sh- I'm sure I did something. Didn't I, you know? Well, you cooked, I think you cooked a lot too, because you were cooking that night. But I, yeah. and I, those were like those cheap black, everyone knows what we're talking like about. Like the tea fowl that you get yeah. at like the ball game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It was such a fun time. Was it three months or something? We lived in LA next to So nice. So fun. Misha, you were so like you were like doing your writing. It was so long ago, and now she's come so far. But she was like starting her writing, and you were learning German. Like I feel like I remember these I know. things. Well, you know I was I mean? trying to keep up with my German because I'd done it, and I didn't want to forget it. And I still try. Oh my god! Yeah. And then you, then evening, and then before kids because I didn't have kids, and then you were like, "Hey, we can put on Dora," and I'm like, "Dora, I don't want to watch Dora." <laughs> I'm like, do you want this kid to be happy? Or yeah. Do you want... And then we yeah. just, yeah. and that, and then I totally understood it. And then now it's so funny because Aisha loved Dora. And I texted Misha. I was like, oh my gosh, bring back memories. So I'm watching Dora all day. Oh <laughs> and yeah. I didn't understand. I was like, well, we can watch. I don't have kids. You can just tell them to watch Seinfeld. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks for coming on, Hosa. I know. awesome. I know. (laughs) I had such a fun time talking with you guys. Yeah, we kept you way longer than I told you we would, so. All right. Have an amazing rest of your day. Yes, you too. Both of you. All right. Enjoy Vegas. Yes. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.